hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome to the Riverdale Register. I'm so excited to be back here. I love this episode. I'm really excited to talk about it. This episode was... Great. Um, Perfect. You know what I noticed? Without Betty around, they did they did a lot less. And yeah. And it, it felt like more. Yes. Betty was not in this episode. Betty's, Betty only shows up at the end of this episode with truly some of the most awkward dialogue I've ever heard. Wait, I didn't see Betty in this episode. Uh, Wait, did I, did I seriously miss Betty? I don't remember. Betty comes back at the end of this episode. I bought this episode on iTunes. <laughs> I watched it on the CW app. I did... I did watch the whole thing, I thought. I thought that they did that da-da-da-da Riverdale sign at the end. Okay, you're going to have to really carry the Betty plot if there is oh, one. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you're not joking, right? No, she's in. she comes back at the end of this episode and is like, Archie, you got to turn all the lights off. My headaches are so bad. It's caused by light. Also, I still have superpowers in case you were wondering. Interesting. Does she really do that? I mean, yeah. Huh. She, and she huh. literally has the dialogue... Also, I can still see auras. <laughs> also, by the way, in case you guys were confused, the headaches have not made the auras go away. Realize that was confusing. So do I talk about the episode title? Well, I was wondering if uh, there's any, any questions from the audience or any, any interactions mm. with the audience. Um, everybody just said that I was really, really good at this. Oh, and, boy. And, 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 they, and so nice and pretty. <laughs> so they did say that, and I did forget to ask questions to the audience the last three episodes. Mm. And that did is they did my they tell you that too? Or? That, well, I will say we did do a little prank on the audience, <laughs> and I and that's relevant today because of what I told you earlier. So we were chatting about Yellow Jackets on our Instagram, of course, for a whole day, as we should. And I saw Misty today. I saw Misty, the actress, young, young Misty, young Misty, yes. Right. I'm not going to say where, because I feel like that's weird. Right. I'll tell you off camera. Uh-huh. But I think you know where. <laughs> anyway, anyway, you have no idea. Um, there's okay. absolutely well, no way. I'll say uh, some stuff we've gotten on the Instagram is that Quilty Like a Fox says, I'm still not 100% convinced that this season isn't a coma dream. I, I kind of hope that in a lot of ways, but interesting, interesting theory. And uh, Alexandra Nicole just says, cannot wait for this episode. Aww. Which is good. I mean, quite an episode. It's not every day that the gang solves uh, homelessness. I know. <laughs> right, that's true. They did They did solve it. I will say, though, I really enjoyed that this plot line. I, it warmed my heart. And I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Great. Uh, was it a simplification of a complex problem? Of course. Oh, but, boy. But <laughs> oh, boy, was it. To say, to say that Riverdale is... Uh, you know, is it supposed to be 100% nuanced? No, it's not. But I did think the message was nice. You know, the unhoused are a part of our community. And Archie, I'm in love with Archie now. You know, never thought I would say it. Archie has values that I actually appreciate. The unhoused certainly are a part of our community. It would have been so cool if they had asked any of them what they wanted. That is fair. <laughs> that is fair. They did kind of go in and be like, we are building these houses. You right. actually do not get a say but if you want to help us yeah, do you want to help us build this house that like, is fair that you're going to have to live in i'm telling you that is actually very fair i think that i preferred the 
when we have the two dichotomies of ship them out of town or oh, build their yeah, no, I, build them homes. I have some. There's definitely they're they're going for something here. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that's a good point. They did not ask a single person in ta- schedule. No, they're like, Doc, you cool with this? Is like. It's like, what choices do I have? Very little. You guys seem so excited. You came here to do this whether I asked for it or not. And also, I hate the colors you chose for this house, (laughs) but what can I do? Can they not look like the two businesses that kick me out all the time? Right, right, exactly. They won't let me inside. I don't know if it's a great idea to build this house after a gang affiliation. That seems like it could be complicated. But anyway. You know, when the cops beat me up, they say I'm a serpent. Yeah. Oh my. The the serpents are a gang, or are they just a club? Like, I. What are the serpents? <laughs> I. I think I. You know what I wish. That there was clearly like a serpent gift shop at the White Worm. Oh, like yes. it's just a style. It's a brand at this point. Right, exactly. You can be a serpent. <laughs> you have like have like cardboard cutouts you can take a picture with of fangs. John just did like the cool surfer <laughs> hand. Yeah. I can't explain it other than that. But yeah. Totally, bruh. Totally what is bra. the title of this episode? The title of this episode is called The Town. And The Town, in case you guys didn't know, is a movie. And the movie is a 2010 American crime drama. By the way, I read these off Wikipedia. However, I have <laughs> Live! A- <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> for the first time. I happen to love this film. Um, but I, I was actually thinking about this movie a while ago because I remember being like, I've seen this movie maybe five times. I don't know why either. But I cannot for this the life of me. This is the Ben Affleck uh, uh, movie. Yes. Thanks about to get robbed kind of movie. I I truly do not remember what this movie is about. Like I saw it. I know it. I remember sitting in the theater. I remember watching it. I remember a few scenes. I remember Rebecca Hall who's in the movie as well yeah. talking to Ben Affleck and being like do you love me? And I love Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall can do no wrong. I think she's a perfect person. I hope right. she's not problematic in any way. Right. But I'm trying off the top of my head. It's like Ben... Ben Affleck and and Renner uh-huh, are both right. like crime guys in Boston, right? Bastin. In Boston is Boston, yeah, hard Boston accents. And then and then somehow Rebecca Hall enters the story, <laughs> and like and like Affleck's like spying on her, but then like meets her and starts falling for her. So he looks amazing in this movie. She's the bank teller of the bank that they robbed. This I remember. The, they robbed right, the they bank. Robbed. They robbed a bank in Boston. Yeah. And well, I thought they had the armored truck. That, I think you're confusing that with The Dark Knight. It is similar to The Dark Knight. Ben Affleck is Batman. That's confusing. Well, there are yeah, masked sure. people robbing a bank. <laughs> okay, yeah, just like Batman. <laughs> just like in Batman. So it's really similar. But yeah, they fall in love or something. Anyway, there's right. like a... Right, and then she finds out he's a, he's the crime guy. And like, Does that's he bad. find that sure, She definitely has to because that's the tension. I remember at one point he like mentioned she has a Prius and she's like, how do you know I have a Prius? And he's like, you just look like someone who has a Prius. Do you really have a Prius? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> ben Affleck's a treat. Oh man. Well, uh, yeah. So apparently people die in this movie. Right? Yeah. It's bad. It's a bad time. <laughs> I think Renner dies in the movie. That's fine. I mean, uh, no, it's a great movie. It is really good. This it is, is like really good. Ben Affleck's directorial debut that everyone was like, oh, Oh, we were the ones who were bad in this relationship. I really enjoy. I and yet really we keep hurting him. Ben Affleck. Yeah, I yeah. think Ben Affleck is great. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, but people don't see the movies that he enjoys making, and people yeah. do see the movies that he doesn't like making. Well, to be fair, everybody liked Argo, and that one. People did like Argo. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was. 
good but not amazing. You know what? I actually haven't seen it. It's good but not amazing. Yeah. Like it's enjoyable, but like it's not a favorite movie. Not like The Town, which I remember. The what plot was it? Of. I wonder what it was up against for Best Picture that year. The Town? No, no, Argo. <laughs> Oh, hmm. The town didn't win Best Picture. Well, it could have been involved in it. I don't know. Let's see. Argo Oscar movie. Yeah. Oh, and also Blake Lively, I feel like it's important to note, is in the town. Yeah, to put it simply, though, the town is like a hard crime story set in Boston, which this episode of Riverdale is not. There, the town doesn't really have anything about homeless people or rich people swooping into town with solutions to problems or... Blake Lively is not it, though. The town? Yeah. She has a good scene. Oh. So, is I, she that's... like his sister or something? No, they like have sex. Oh. She's like his ex-girlfriend, kind of. Uh, does she have like a really good Boston accent in that? Really good. Unclear. Is she doing a hard Boston accent in that? Um, it's it's for some yes, reason it's my favorite of. accent to make like serious actors do. I like there's something really funny that Cumberbatch did like a Black Mass and he had oh, to. Oh, I saw that movie. Like he's a he's a thespian yes. doing a Boston accent. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Remember when everybody was like really into him? Oh yeah, that was like the the peak Tumblr era. Is Benedict Cumberbatch? Is he Sherlock? Yeah. Is he also Doctor Strange? Yeah. Don't those seem like totally different people? Who's the other one who looks like him but isn't him? Who is that guy? <laughs> Matt Smith. That's oh. You know, right? Because right, right. I'm right. You're talking about the Super Hulock era of Tumblr when it yes. was all supernatural. Yes, Doctor I Who am exactly and Sherlock. Exactly what I'm talking about. The thing is, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki don't look like. No. Matt Smith and Jen Cumberbatch. They do not. They're just so English, so American. Absolutely not. I, I hope they're still friends, but I've heard mixed things. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I get why people say we go off track. Anyway, the Academy Award nominees, by the way, for the mm-hmm. 2013 uh, were Silver Linings Playbook, Amore, a movie I have not seen, Django Unchained, Zero Dark Thirty, Lincoln, Life of Pi, Argo, Les Mis, and Beasts of the Southern Wild. Wow. Argo won that year? I don't know. That's what, insane. Zero, First of all, Lincoln, that, that incredible, wrong, doesn't it? Lincoln's a great movie. Huh. Uh, uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild, also amazing. I could go on. That list that is does so seem good. Like Django? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's like my favorite Tarantino. I guess Zero Dark Thirty didn't win, but Catherine Bigelow won Best Director that year. That's right. That's okay. Right. Honestly, hmm. at this point, I think Best Director might actually be the better prize. Yeah. It's like Best Picture is like, oh, we thank the producer. Right. They had Som- the money. <laughs> Sometimes it's Harvey Weinstein. Just saying. It's been him kind of He's a lot. He's won many, many times. So anyway, guys, hope that made everybody's day. <laughs> what, do, uh, what do we do now, John? This episode was directed by... Oh, sorry. This episode was... I forget which order I always do these in. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This episode was, was directed by Rob Seidenglanz. He has done multiple episodes of Riverdale, like... Silent Night, Deadly Night. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Destroyer. I don't remember that one. I'm sorry. I'm sure it was good. The Dark Secret of Harvest House. Yes, I think I liked that one. <laughs> all right, let's check out which one Destroyer was. I think I liked all of them because I love it. Ah, but... Destroyer. After the Bulldogs lose several football games, Archie and Veronica come up with a plan to boost school spirit. 
Betty seeks guidance from Cheryl after being faced with a difficult decision to make. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> no idea. I, I, I remember Veronica kind of running some scam through football, but I don't remember what it was. Was it like, she was she paying the players or something? No. Was this when they brought in they brought in the professional football player to like run with oh, them yeah. for a little bit? Wasn't it like they brought in the professional football guy and we were like, is this a real Right, we were like, guy? I don't know, this is like an actor yeah, or an actual unclear. football guy. <laughs> or a crossover from another CW show. Unclear. Huh. Well, good job. Let's also take a look at uh I wanna I wanna take a look at uh, the dark secret of Harvest House. Veronica stages an elaborate plan. Betty makes a chilling discovery. Jughead finds himself one step closer to unmasking the Gargoyle King. Absolutely no idea what happened in this episode. I want to guess, based on title, this could be the one where Betty figures out that they're an organ farm. Yes, it is. It is that one. And in which case, that was a good season of Riverdale. <laughs> I, you know what? Disagree. I think really? I think season three wasn't was, was ambitious, but so. did, but didn't didn't rise to the occasion. Did did fumble the mythology a little Super bit? Super messy. It just never was clear why people were so into the game. Like we have games right, like this, right? It, and we have drugs. They never, they never sold us on the game. Yeah, it seemed fun, honestly. But yeah, like, well, it's D and D. It's just Dun- it's Dungeons right. and Dragons. Yeah. I played once. I get it. It's fun. I also love imagining things, so I understand. But I don't think it would make me like murder people. I know, you know. And I think that's great. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's healthy. This episode was written by Brian E. Patterson. We've talked about him before. He's done a couple episodes uh, like Lynchian. Cool. Citizen Lodge. Cool. Tangerine. Cool. You remember all of those? Yeah, actually I do. Yeah, me too. All Which is good for Brian. Yeah, Very exactly. Very memorable episodes. Also, Tangerine was clearly like, what the fuck did we name this episode? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys see this movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if? All right, so... This episode has three plots. Wow. I know. We have The Gang Solves Homelessness. <laughs> we have Cheryl's in a mind prison. And we have... Have you been to Atlantic City? Let's do mind prison. Okay. Britta visits Nana. Nana in her room in the house covered in hay for no reason. I need somebody <laughs> to explain to me why all prisons have hay. <laughs> I, have to, I have to find this out. Okay, I don't understand. This is a thing. And it's not just an old-timey thing. thing. A lot of prisons have hay. And I don't know why. Hay is very flammable. Maybe it's to, like, soak up. I don't know. They're going to beat each other up. There's blood on the ground. You it's, like, easier put, to clean. With. You think that they put hay to soak up the blood? Listen, first of all, Nana's by herself in there. So that's weird. Two... I don't think that hay soaks up blood. <laughs> I don't think that's a practical but, solution. But yet. I don't even think in this show, it's a, like, I don't think this room was made as a prison. Why is I, it a pity? <laughs> was there like a horse in there? I thought it was like, I, I don't know. This is my thing. Was it Nana's room? And if <laughs> yeah. so, what's with the hay? She, and if it's not still, what's with the hay? Do you think that Cheryl got a mini horse for like her birthday one year forgot about it and that's why they're saying there's just off screen <laughs> there's a rotting body of a horse it's a, it's a skeleton horse now Jeez. It, it's a dark theory but it could be true we don't know Britta wants to ask Nana for help Nana Nana, Nana says Britta Cheryl is gone but Britta says 
she saw Cheryl in the mirror last episode. Now, I assumed only Abigail could see Cheryl in the mirror. She yeah. cracked it. And Britta was just suspicious that Abigail attacked a mirror. This is actually kind of a confusing So plot everyone hole. could have seen Cheryl in the mirror going, ah. Yes, but that's not the plot hole actually I want to discuss. Oh, okay. The plot hole is Cheryl doesn't seem to know she's in a mind prison. Oh, my God. So my biggest problem with the with the whole storyline is, is, she doesn't is know. that Cheryl has no idea what's going on, and the solution to saving her is just explaining what's going on. Oh, okay. And then she's unstoppable. Yeah, because she's in a prison of her own mind, John. I mean, I've again, I've seen this storyline multiple times before. Wow, not not a, not exactly the most thrilling new take. No, you gotta escape your mind prison, like Inception, a movie I don't remember at all. <laughs> Well, Nana figures that Cheryl is in some kind of mental jail, a mind prison. It's <laughs> just another name for mind prison. <laughs> and tells uh, Britta that the solution is to drug Abigail into a deep sleep and then sleep nearby her because, because, because since Abigail also controlled Britta for a time, right. this means Britta can enter Abigail slash Cheryl's mind. Sure. But Cheryl has to be careful uh-huh. to wake up before Abigail wakes up or else there will be trouble. Now, it's fun that they set that up because they never do anything with that. <laughs> They're like, that's that's going to be a problem. <laughs> Abigail never wakes up before, before Britta does, <laughs> nor does she ever appear in the mind prison as a jailer of any kind. Yeah. So Sometimes things just work out, John. So Britta's, Britta's not in danger as she does the same thing three times. <laughs> She's fine, John. It, it works out great. Sometimes things just work out and we don't have to have Britta, Britta's like Britta's like going to school and be like, I don't know, we have like a weird like role-playing narrative thing we do at home. It's kind of fun. I don't know. <laughs> really weird, though. Really confusing. I don't think it's real. <laughs> so, inside her dreams, Cheryl is in a bizarro world with Jason and Penelope. Jason talks. Jason still talks. So, after episode 100, huh. I guess Jason's allowed to talk now. Yeah. Good for Trevor. Good for Trevor. Uh... Uh, Natalie Bolt is on fire this week. So did you get the reference here at all? Are you so? Do you know who Joan Crawford is? Is this a Mommy Dearest? Yes, thing? it is. Of course, you know. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No more wire hangers. Exactly. Was a, was, a, was a famous one set in my house growing up. That's also a rule for my life now. Oh yeah, I yeah, don't. You keep to that. I don't do wire hand hangers. I do the the velvet hangers that you get. Um, so that they hold your clothes, and I highly recommend everyone do it. So can you explain what Mommy Dearest is? Yes. So Joan Crawford's daughter basically wrote this book, was adapted into a film with Faye Dunaway, I believe, playing Mm -hmm. Joan Crawford. Anyway, it depicts Joan Crawford as, like, a terrible fucking person who beat her daughter with with wire hangers because she did not want wire hangers. I guess she wanted plush hangers, I think was the... Anyway, moral of the story is... It's bad uh, to be abused, and to be abusive is bad. It's not bad to be abused. It's don't be abusive like Joan Crawford was, allegedly. Um, and also, uh, I prefer the velvet hangers. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they are not good hangers. Yeah, but, like, sometimes it's hard to get stuff off the velvet hangers. That's the point, John. <laughs> it, I have broken. I have broken. <laughs> So many velvet hangers, though, truly. Like, I am not lying to you. Like, I have broken so many of them because it is hard to get them off. I yeah. do get that. But have you ever just had plastic hangers where it's like just things slip and it fall off your... It's just terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody I wants that. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, That's all. No, I thought that was that was wonderful. Thank you. 
Penelope is torturing Cheryl by celebrating Jason's birthday, Ugh. but not allowing Cheryl because of her relationship with a girl named Heather. Yeah. Do we know Heather? Have yes, we heard about we, this? Is this is from this sorry. is that Heather? Yeah. That's it's. <laughs> it's Heather. like her origin story from season two. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is the girl that she liked when Tony was like, "You're sensational." Mm-hmm. Remember that famous scene when I invented Tony in my mind and then she disappeared. They appeared together. Um, Heather was the person that Cheryl was like, I used to love my friend Heather, and then she went away, and we've never heard from Heather again. Yeah, it's again. a deep cut. Yeah. Not for us, though. <laughs> so. Meanwhile, Abigail goes to a town meeting, sees Percival uh, in in the homeless plot, goes, I guess he could be our ally? Anyway. I'm not sure why she thinks that. I'm not sure what the long game is here. Right. I thought she was just trying to, like, hook up with Tony. Right. And then, and then how, win the how, town. What is her plan to take over the town? Yeah, nobody really likes Cheryl that much. People actually kind of don't like Cheryl. Well, it would be interesting if she were having those conversations with people where right. she learned that. Um, like, but hey. I still don't really know where she stands on literally anything. Yeah, she's like, oh, sick, women can date now. <laughs> And that's the only opinion I have on the modern age. Maybe. Maybe that's... She realized that's what's important. And then she's just like, actually, I don't need to really do anything. I will commend this episode because, like, you know, we've been watching the last couple. And we're like, Abigail dresses exactly like Cheryl. What are they talking about? And this episode's like, no, let's show you what Cheryl dresses like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, you're right. I was wrong. There you go. Uh, Abigail's all buttoned up. Crazy. Uh, So Britta drugs Abigail herself. They do the thing. Yeah. So Britta's first time is the birthday party. Uh, It's a birthday party for Jason. And not Cheryl. Uh, Which which finally explains why Cheryl's older than everybody, but in the same grade as them. Right, that's true. That's confusing. Finally. Everything makes sense now. Uh, And Penelope tells Britta that Cheryl's facing the wall for being selfish and ungrateful. And she's not even getting presents. Hmm. I just think Natalie Bolt is like... She's the best. I they're like, play, play Mommy Dear. So she's like, I got this. Yeah, she's really fun. I, I think she's wonderful. It is, it is frustrating that Cheryl uh, barely gets to be in this episode about being in a mine prison. Yes, but I also kind of like this like childlike version of her that they do show. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, your childhood was traumatic. Right, We right, forget. All right, you could do a whole thing where like Britta has to be the older one. Uh, oh. uh, and I would like flip their relationship, but unfortunately, we have explored not the normal version of that relationship enough to flip it in any way. That's true. Here, yes. So Britta leaves, <laughs> and uh, and then when we come back, she drugs Abigail again. Abigail does not notice that three days straight she drinks tea <laughs> presented to her by Britta, and then immediately falls asleep. Honestly, if someone could do that for me, I would like that. You know, like if I was like, here's this tea, it'll make you go to sleep for hours. I'd be like, yes. <laughs> right, right. It Amazing. would be funny if Britta just straight up told Abigail what it was. She's like, thank God I am so burnt exactly. out. Exactly. Like, All it. I need. Uh, this time Cheryl is in bed in the same room as Jason. Uh, and she does recognize Britta when Britta talks to her. Yeah. So I guess she's kind of like, it's almost like a dream situation, you know? Right. Where it's it's like, like it's like if she's presented with something from the outside world, she recognizes it and can yeah. communicate with it, but only accepts the world she's in. That's like a dream. That makes sense to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. 
she Britta can't do anything before Penelope enters to torture Cheryl more to have them scrub the floors. This time she makes Jason scrub the floors. Too. I thought that was. I'm, weird. I'm unclear what his status is in this house. Yeah, she loves Jason, but she also needs the floors cleaned. So <laughs> I mean, he's her have baby. Have you seen those floors? I don't know. I mean, seems like they had to. What? What did she ask them to do? Scrub? They're like on their knees yeah. scrubbing, and she's like standing over them, being like, "I want to see my reflection." Oh, it's wood. You can't do that, Natalie Bolt. What are you doing? Did you ever watch uh, As Told by Ginger? Yes, I did. For some reason, one scene burned in my brain is like Ginger and her mom get a job cleaning the blonde girl's house. Oh, I think I vaguely remember that. Her name's and the Courtney. blonde girl. Like goes over. Sure, Kurt, Courtney goes over yeah. to uh, bully them, and she's like, "And look at this floor. It's filthy. I can't even see my my reflection in it." And they're like, uh, "Actually, Courtney, you can." And like she is reflected in her own tile floor. She's like, oh, oh my god, I look amazing in the floor. Ah, oh, she's the best. The thing that is burning my brain from S. Soul by Ginger is when she's consoling Ginger about something or whatever, and she's like, "They're there, Ginger. We'll never know why it happened. Just like we'll never know why those childproof caps are so hard to open." <laughs> <laughs> and I, for some reason, that's been burned in my brain forever. That's funny. Britta goes back to Nana. Because she's got a problem and she wants Nana to help. Really? Yeah, Nana does not want to help. She is a villain. Nana remains... Isn't Nana pro-Abigail? She wanted Abigail to come here to take over the town. And ostensibly, that is still (laughs) Abigail's plan, I think. It's not happening. But now that Abigail threw her in the hay room, I guess Nana's like, oh, you're right. We have to free Cheryl and defeat Nana? Sure. I'm sorry. She's Nana. It's very confusing. Whatever. Well, I would say, I will say this. I think that Nana and Abigail are on the outs because Abigail threw her in the dungeon for being like, oh, you cannot be with Dalmasina. Dalmasina is a hobbit. Right. And she's like, actually, no. And then Abigail put Nana in the thing. In the hay room. Yeah, in the hay room with the dead horse. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) And it was sad for everybody involved. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, to be fair, though, Nana's advice to Britta is, well, then think of something else. <laughs> we do a killer Nana impression. Nana's great. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, Britta's plan is that in life, she will write a note. Yes. And, and bring it into and, the and, and And damn it all, it just comes right into the dream with her. I wish it worked that way. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, have you have you tried lucid dreaming? All the like the I've things tried, you have to do to but get there. Nah, not really that hard. <laughs> no, not that hard. Britta then drugs Abigail for the third time in three days, and <laughs> she kills her. It's crazy. <laughs> she finds Cheryl and hands her the note before Penelope can show up and kick her out. In this case, it really is just Penelope coming to scream at people for a while. Yeah. Um, it's scary, though. I don't want her to hurt me. And all the all the note does is say, Hey, Cheryl, you're in a mind prison. <laughs> Penelope's your jailer, obviously. Yeah. She left town when you graduated for parts unknown, and you had like a kind of weirdly poignant goodbye. Yeah, they liked each other. They were friends. And, and next thing we know, Cheryl's... Barely wearing clothes. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and... Yeah, I I was wondering why she like turns around the music's like boom and I, she's like she's like barely wearing anything and I'm like oh is this empowering? I know there's something weird about her outfit where it was like I thought she was just wearing a bra at first then I saw it was like mesh 
And I was like, okay, I <laughs> like it. Like, but not, you're not wearing your signature color. Your mom is here. Like, <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah, like, suck on this, mom. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> very strange attitude to have. And next thing we know, Britta, Britta's waking up and Cheryl's at her bedside. And she's like, but not really. Yeah. You're dreaming right now. I'm not free. So arguably nothing has actually changed yet and we need to drive out abigail how mm. i don't know mm, we will i, I trust him <laughs> uh, we got a couple more episodes yeah nobody will find out that abigail is in cheryl's body <laughs> cheryl will try to tell everyone about this and nobody will understand what well, is really weird that like what what story do you think they're trying you know or is what? that is that rumor mill rumor mill okay well that's the end of the cheryl story I think we got to go to Atlantic City, oh a place none of these people have been. <laughs> so Alice starts a council meeting. Council meeting responding to a very disparaging article about how terrible the town is that we'll talk about more in a little bit by pointing out that uh, Veronica is running an illegal casino in town. And she is. She Just is like, doing and, that. And you know, she asked for permission. And they said no. And then she opened and it again. And then she did it anyway. Yeah, we never really got an answer about how that happened. Well, it's secret, right? Is it? It doesn't seem It's not secret. anymore. There's many layers. Like it's a big building. <laughs> like It's not like it's an underground thing in the speakeasy. Right, right. Yeah, they committed a lot to that set. Yeah. Really. Multiple levels and everything. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Necessary? Mm. Veronica objects. Yeah, it's an illegal casino, but she pays her employees a living wage, so... Sure. <laughs> Hands are clean. Square. <laughs> yeah. Plus, we could bring in people from outside, like roving gangs of businessmen. <laughs> right, right. right. town desperately needs... To beat up the unhoused people in Sketch Alley? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> okay, these are not people we want in this town. It is ironic that the entire Archie and Jughead plotline is like... Is like, can you believe he said those things about this place? And then this this plotline, I'm just like, I mean, he's right though. Yeah, I mean, in this case, in this case, Alice is the hero. Well, Alice is like, I don't want an illegal casino, and Veronica's like, well, why not? Like, why not? Let me just have this. I don't have anything going on right now. I need my illegal casino. Alice wonders if a lodge has ever done anything good for the town. And that is a great point. I mean, yeah. Great point. One time, Hermione filled a help-wanted position at Pops. And then abandoned it. And then abandoned it. I don't think... Was there a scene of her, like, tidy, like t- folding her waitress uniform, handing it to Pops and saying, I hope that the next person... She, she just walked in and, like, ordered something. I don't And, like, never here. said a word to him again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I don't understand. I don't think you understand. My husband is in town. <laughs> he can't know about this. So, Veronica and Reggie have this conversation that I think is interesting, where they're like, I assumed we'd be doing scam plots all season long. And Reggie's right. like, I also assumed we'd be scamming people all season long. And from my memory of their relationship and this show, is that the scams were never the point. Right. The scams were always a response to some escalation that Hiram caused. Right. And it was like, oh, well, now we have to do this to survive. Right. And now they're sitting here being like, I mean, we were always in it for the scams, right? <laughs> they're like, the scams are actually We've the been point. living for the scams. The high of the scams is why we're in business. To be honest, this feels like the most honest they've been to each other and to the audience. Well, that's my, my thing is like, 
I would be having fun if this were the attitude we had at this the whole time, that you were in it for the scam. But it's supposed to have been so dramatic all along. Yeah, it's weird. And now this season is like, wasn't it fun when we did those all those storylines when we were... <laughs> You know, haha, hey, see you at dinner, Dad, After right after our rum, rum war. Well, apparently the rum wars were the most fun they've ever had. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It wasn't fun for me because I thought this was serious business. <laughs> and now they're like, no, 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 it was, it was, it was all comedy. It was all, it was all pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Veronica's new scam is uh, no scams. What if they played a straight? What if we didn't even do casino plots this season? Oh. And Reggie's like, it'll be very expensive. We built this whole set. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but like... We have this picture of Hiram, and he's like, right, the picture of Hiram that symbolizes being like Hiram. It's like, well, what if it symbolized not being like Hiram? <laughs> I thought that was great. I actually <laughs> laughed out loud when she was like, what if we put Hiram's picture right there? And I actually laughed out loud, and I said, but why? <laughs> and then, the man you murdered? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, he's definitely not dead. Nothing could be well, yeah, closer. He's, he's, in the, he's in the picture now. Yeah. Oh, he is the picture. He's the picture. Hiram <laughs> <laughs> the phone. At, late at night, the phone gets up. Crawls to the picture, puts itself up to his ear. Hello, Daddy. <laughs> so Veronica comes back to the next council meeting. Says her plan, like a stupid C-SPAN <laughs> sign, like Ted Cruz would bring, is to make Riverdale the new whoosh, Atlantic City. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's been to Atlantic City. Nobody Atlantic wants City, that. Um, you can get a great sandwich there. Uh, yeah. uh, not sure a if, terrible beach. If, if there's like like for a little while in the mid-century Atlantic City was hot stuff it is not anymore no and <laughs> Veronica is the only one who's actually recorded the date it is 2022 at least by now it, maybe this is a Rivervale where Atlantic City is like cool <laughs> You're you saying know. they're going to reveal midway through the season, like, nah, that's not Riverdale either. No, <laughs> You've is... been in Riverdale all along. <laughs> they do a Riverdale plot <laughs> be. I, we, I would. I would be very happy or not. My favorite is that when she reveals the Atlantic City sign, they have this one crowd shot, and the only person who leans forward is Archie, who's like, oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. How the fuck did they date for so long? Archie is, Archie is, well, Archie's kind of dumb. And so he, he genuinely thinks Veronica's like very I, smart. I think that's what it is. And it's not that I think that Archie, like, I don't think, here's, here's what I'm trying to say. I think Archie thinks he's less smart than he is, yes. which I've never, ever well, said Well, I think Veronica now. might have told him that he's less smart than he is. Yeah. Veronica just is snappy, like with her dialogue. Mm-hmm. I don't think that means. Right. She's not, uh, she's not so much smart as she is from New York City. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and for Archie, that means smart. <laughs> Look. It's like, she's so, wow, yeah. Atlantic City, oh, we could do that. Archie, that's a good Archie impression. Archie does have, like, several thriving businesses, and Veronica has right. one fledgling casino. I, can we, yeah. I, I already want to make this plot line now that Veronica's like, we're new future for Riverdale. Veronica Land. <laughs> we're, what if? Yeah, Reggie's going to, like, be Tear thrilled. it down Hiram Land, but build <laughs> Veronica Land. He's already given it to me. I really We're just going to rename it Veronica Land. The theme park will bring in so much money for the I town. I mean, look, I would not be surprised if Veronica put her name on that roller coaster. Okay? <laughs> just big flash The Veronica Coaster? The Veronica Coaster. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, exactly. The Veronica Coaster. Mm. It just has a better ring to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, she says it's all good because the theme park is going to have an arcade and daycare for the employees. Daycare at a casino feels weird. <laughs> 
just feels like a weird that, I think that's a real thing in Vegas, though. I, I guess in Vegas. Vegas Vegas is what you should try to be, right? Well, Vegas, I mean, Vegas isn't great either. I, I, mean, well, I mean, very successful, good very for them. Very successful, good for good them. For them. Yeah. Environmental disaster. Really? Of the water. What about the water? There's no oh, natural water there. the water into Vegas to fund all of the... Oh, fuck, right? Vegas is probably really bad, huh? Everything is. Everything is, but I'm not... Including you, Stella. No. We all know what you did. No. <laughs> Everyone knows. She's the best. She's, you say she, nothing, but your eyes say it all. She's not Chinatowning the water. <laughs> Come on. Chinatown. Yeah, it's a verb now. Right? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. There is no water in Vegas. Uh, Frank makes a really good point when he points out that a casino isn't a, a casino or a, or a theme park or aren't exactly healthy environments for trauma boys like him and Archie. <laughs> yeah. I, he's like, I don't feel like, like this is like, the fact is that this town has so many issues. Yeah. It, they have no money. Right. <laughs> The people who are in the town are like addicted to whatever right. imaginary drug they created in season three, which is a problem. Right. The no, goalies the, are. It is an entire town of people with with legit addiction issues, and she's like, yeah, but not gambling issues yet. I feel like Kevin gambled or something. Did he not? Kevin gambles gambling with us every day. <laughs> I I have questions, so. And I love Veronica's response. She's like, that's a really good point. We should totally have a dialogue about that. After my casino gets right, approved. Right, right, They say they will look over, look over her proposal, but if they get a whiff of trouble from her, they are going to come down on her hard. She was not allowed to build this casino. Right. She should already be brought yeah. down. But if you keep building the casino... <laughs> Fool us once, shame on us. <laughs> Reggie's been crunching the numbers, though. And they're over-leveraged. The casino can't turn a profit if they go legit. They need scams. Veronica, there's no casino storyline <laughs> without scams. I, I also don't understand. It's literally a business where people, like, give their money away. It's already a scam. Right. I'm a little confused about how they're not turning a profit here, honestly. I feel like I could turn a profit, and I don't even know how to play poker. Yeah, there's no roving gangs of businessmen anywhere in this town and everyone else is too traumatized to come in here we gotta run scams yeah what, what is it gonna be like here's put the put all your money in the slot machine and you will get back the fake money that i invented a couple of episodes ago rana dollars i think it's called riverdale bucks right, right. Rana dollars. Yeah. then they hear somebody hanged himself in the private gambling room who was that some guy. Just some guy. I thought the point was that he looked like Hiram. Because, oh. like, when they showed his body hanging there, I was like, is, oh my God, is Ramos is sending a message or something like that? That would be very elaborate. <laughs> it would be a lot. Yeah. This is also a lot. Veronica says they can't let this get out. They're already in trouble for existing. No one can know that a man killed himself here. I disagree. <laughs> I think you can. It's fine. But Veronica's plan is to, of course, call in her new love interest. Zig from Degrassi. Right. How many how many episodes do you think before Reggie and her are done? I absolutely do not understand. Okay, look, Zig is still high school boy Zig for me. Okay, that's yeah, that's that's a you thing. That's, that's not a, a me thing. thing. I don't so, agree. 
You think he looks like an adult man? I think he looks like a young adult man. I look he he looks as much of an adult as Veronica does. No, Veronica's a woman. Okay. <laughs> it's different. Veronica was an undergrad. He has all this facial hair. I guess. I'm just I just think that Reggie is like a man in this well, case. Yes, he is thirty. Right. And Zig is like probably as old as I am, which is not 30? thirty. Not thirty yet. <laughs> Which is shy of 30. Um, that's all I have to say about that. But like two episodes. She cheats on him with Zig from Degrassi. Oh, you think in two episodes? In two episodes, yeah. Okay, all right. Over under bet? Do you mm. want to go over? I think over. Okay. Only because the show takes too long to do everything. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Reggie shows Veronica security footage of what happened. And he said he expected this guy to be on a losing streak. But instead he was on a winning streak. And oh, I almost okay. wished both of their reactions was, damn. Thank God he's dead. <laughs> yeah, if he's good at this, if he's good at this game. Uh, he was happy until Percival Pickens whispered something in his ear. And that's when Geraldo arrives. I was calling him Gerardo last time. His name is Geraldo. Alejandro. I apologize. That's also not his name. No, his name is but that's Geraldo. a Lady Gaga song. Geraldo with an H. So mm-hmm. not like Geraldo Rivera. Good. Honestly, for the best. Cool. I don't... Who are we talking about? It's not important. Okay. Geraldo's taking the body to Jersey to dump it in a bathroom with no cameras. Again. That seems like a confusing way to do that, honestly. Twice in two episodes, bodies being discovered in Jersey. Love it. Love it. Keep yeah. doing it. Favorite joke now. Geraldo offers to put out word of the casino to his wise guys. To do what? What's a wise guy, John? <laughs> I'm sorry. What's a wise guy? Why do they keep talking about it like that? Like, he, like I, don't, I don't believe this. Is a thing. What? It's a wise guy. Why? Why are they talking about it this way? What does that mean? Do I actually know? What does it mean? I don't know. Okay. Oh, you don't know. Okay. He's a wise guy. I thought. Is it like a wise wise guy? Feels like Like a a, thing they say in Godfather, right? Like a good fellow. Or like Sopranos, but like I don't know if it's like a lieutenant or something like that or if it's like no. a guy who does scams but also he's like he's a gangster? is he inviting them there to gamble I'm gonna or Google what a wise guy is really quick you got it he's like they're they're wise guys hold on wise guy what does that mean a person who speaks and behaves as if they know more than others <laughs> that, that feels wrong he's like I, I can see you're going through a lot of trouble what if i got like three wise men and brought them down. <laughs> Could they help? Apparently, by the way, it also means a member of the mafia. <laughs> so that makes sense. And Veronica says uh, she's not doing mafia plot lines this season either. <laughs> uh, but can you look into a Percival Pickens, though? I might do a Percival Pickens plot line. I think everyone's having yeah. to do a Percival Pickens plot line. I want one, too. <laughs> so Veronica and Reggie check in with Alice. But after talking to Percival, she thinks there's too much risk. I actually put the earlier Alice scene with Percival in the, uh, in oh, the other plot. Yes. But I think it probably should have been here instead. Okay. I just think it's relevant that Percival is like, you should be worried about crime because of your daughter that got killed here. And, when she... and her response wasn't like, my daughter was killed by a family of inbred crazy people <laughs> who live on the highway. What are you talking about? But when... But when... Homeless people didn't do this. When she said... When he said that, it almost looked like she kind of forgot about that. Oh, shit. I had a daughter. <laughs> right. Oh. Oh, oh my God. One? Holly. I... <laughs> the other blonde one? Betty? <laughs> Betty's alive. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I did. I did have that. She is fine now. She has grieved. 
That was weeks ago. Right, right. She still, she her biggest problem is still Veronica and her name. And that's fair. Alice says that she could maybe allow the casino to continue if Veronica steps back <gasps> and isn't in the limelight. 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 And Veronica's like, over my dead body. Oh, Veronica. I wish the scene had gone further. I wish some, Reggie had even been like, I, I could put my name on it. It would be fine. And she'd be like, fucking never, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather kill you than allow that to happen. Do you remember how she killed him in that uh, in the Rivervale plot? Could still happen. I'm just we saying. certainly are mirroring some more stuff. That's true. And she does seem like within an inch <laughs> of doing that at any point. Alice promises that the government has the power to shut down the casino, which would be, wow, you don't hear about that a lot. Usually casinos have a lot more power over their local government. I guess. I, I don't know how many casinos I know that are open well, in If Veronica small gets towns. enough money, she could. She could overpower it. Does she Why? have money? You know what she could do instead of this? Run the rum business her father left her. That was so fun for them. Yeah. 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 Build a theme park. Right, exactly. God, that's all you ever wanted. Casino plot lines. The thing, I also, Here we are. I also don't understand anything about gambling, so this is always very hard for me. Not that I understand anything about rum businesses. Well, well luckily, I think we, we've, we're all aware that the Riverdale production and writer's room do know a lot about gambling and clearly are very well informed <laughs> when they write their storylines about, about gambling. And that's why they like doing it so much, because they really know what they're talking about. They actually looked into the intricate gambling laws in each state. I'm like, why do they keep coming back to the same well? Yeah. How many times have they done a casino? Well, they were a like, lot. I mean, so, okay. So Veronica's businesses have included a jewelry store. Yes. Where did that go? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a casino now. <laughs> it's a casino now. It's a casino now. Wait, she turned the jewelry store The, into the jewelry casino? store was, was attacked and now it's a casino. It's a very different space. Right, right, right. Okay. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Cool. Uh, okay. A, 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 a diner. Okay. A speakeasy beneath that diner. Right, which was also a casino at one point for a few that, nights. That has theme nights. Okay. Uh, and her own rum distillery. Right, which any normal high schooler has to open once, you know, once a senior year. So, like, every business, most businesses she chooses to run are stuff that dips into illegal territory. That yeah. is clearly what she likes to do. Yeah, Veronica is a criminal. <laughs> like, Veronica's always but been a criminal. But she won't, she will never do drugs or guns. I just realized I had this LaCroix here the whole time. And the whole time? What? John. Ready, guys? One, two, three. Beautiful sound. I don't know where I'm really going with this point, but I'm like, what What other jobs should she have? That aren't criminal things? Veronica's a criminal. No, no, that do run in line with her criminal things. Oh, oh, oh Wall Street trader. Right, that uh, was, She called yeah. herself the she-wolf of Wall Street. Nobody called her that. Nobody else did. No idea, though. Um, what else did she do? She also did the, the infl she inflated the town with their money. That's right. She ran a local economy into the right. ground. Right, right. <laughs> Right. Are we sure she didn't bust out the unhoused people from Sketch Alley? Just seems kind of in line with that. I'm like, what are the, what other like Gordon Gecko jobs she could have? Anyway, message us with your own ideas. Yeah. Should she like euthanize cats? <laughs> like, I don't know what else Rock can do. Illegal she, experimentation. Yeah. 
She's like, she, she, and she and she and creepy Doctor Junior just start like doing stuff. I yeah, don't know. she creates a makeup line, but it's exclusively tested on rabbits. Just like, I know Veronica's not evil, but like, how far do we have to push her before we like? She captures and kidnaps every redhead in town <laughs> to isolate the gene. Yes, that would make sense though. They need that mm-hmm. more redheads in Riverdale until it's just a town completely full of them. Anyway, Veronica ditches the high road. She and the boys are running scams. Looks like new love interest Geraldo is here to stay for a while. Ooh, Zig. Uh, Put the word out to the wise guys. We want to know what they are. (laughs) We love to know what that term means. Uh, And Geraldo says he looked into Percival and he didn't even exist before (gasps) arriving in Riverdale. What? Crazy. So weird. I have a theory about that, by the way, but we'll get there. Which leaves us with one (gasps) storyline. Exciting. Jughead can read minds now, which functionally makes him hearing again. Yeah, it, uh, that kind of works. Yeah. Kind of seems annoying, but... Oh, it seems really... F- well, he... It's it's like... You know what I hate? What? When I'm watching a video online and the audio isn't synced up to that's the mouth. That's what it is for And him. that is his everyday life. Yeah, that's annoying. He doesn't hear what's coming out of their mouth. He hears their brain processing what they're going to say right before it. I feel like that's actually really chaotic, especially yeah. when there's times where like Archie will think one thing and say something else. And then I'm, I find myself wondering, okay, but yeah. did Jughead hear the first thing or both things? I know. I thought that too. Yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, they, it, it makes it, it works for this purpose because I think well, it it's was, only for the one, it, it like the, the reason they do it is for that one scene later with Percival. Right? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. But I, but I think that it, it only makes sense because he lost his hearing that this is like, like having him have mind reading abilities would actually be very annoying for the audience if he also could hear because then it would be like he somebody saying something and then you know how you know the show you I've never heard of it okay you know the show <laughs> yeah I watched you you know how like they're gonna Pen, be in London next season I'm very excited Penn Badgley speaks and then you hear his voiceover yeah it's the best narration in television it is but if you were watching that scene it would be a lot of pauses i think they have someone reading it out on set well they do but like in a conversation i think he records it first so it's like his own voice on set what right but like if it was a real thing oh right sure yeah what's he doing just standing there looking at me while this thought's running through his head exactly because sometimes they're long thoughts so that's how i feel like it works for Jughead. It's like it avoids that problem. That'll be a fun sketch. Yeah, what are you doing? Is, uh, yeah. Oh, our friend has an inner monologue, so sometimes he's just like looking at us for a while. It's going, we don't actually know what he says in there. We kind of learn to accept it. Oh, he thinks it's funny. Now he's arguing with himself. <laughs> he'll be he'll be back in a few minutes just to give him time. So uh, someone submitted an article to the Riverdale Choice calling Riverdale the worst town in America. And I mostly agree with them. Uh, they're like, they're like, yeah, we got like, multiple gangs, a lot of murder and drugs. I mean, it's not like, untrue. Yeah. <laughs> the problem. There was a gargoyle king that one time. The problems are correct. Yeah. His reasons for the problems are very wrong. Right. I think they are almost setting up. Like they have, they, they mentioned that it's a battle for the soul of Riverdale later. I like that. And Percival feels like he's representing uh, right-wing solutions to American problems, and Archie is representing left-wing solutions to America's problems. Interesting. I don't know if it would be even that simple, but yeah, something like that. Like At least in this episode, they're yes. spouting talking points. 
That's true. They are. Well, I, I think it's not... Sorry, Stella's trying to bite me. It's very cute, but it's also a little bit loud. I think it's interesting that this is happening now when this is an issue that's actually a big deal in L.A. Homelessness? Well, uh, homelessness, but also everybody in like the mayoral race it's like this is their platform it's like oh how are you going to deal with the like homeless crisis whatever blah, blah blah and some people just have really like bad ideas and some people just have like ideas that i don't know i mean it's something that i'm like particularly sensitive about i feel like there's a lot of people who are like it's not like people are the problem it's like all these reasons why people either have to live on the streets yeah, why they haven't been able to sustain affording anywhere to live yes so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of complicated issues with that and it is interesting that it is coinciding with this particular riverdale plot line. I mean, you know how prescient riverdale always is it really <laughs> it really really speaks to the moment it's made in <laughs> yes you usually but now especially yeah yeah you know we've all had to deal with our own gargoyle kings <laughs> but, but i did really like this i thought this was a really uh Sorry, Stella shaking your head. Yes, I agree, I think. I thought this was really an interesting thing to explore. You know, a very simplified version of this story. But I did appreciate it. Okay. Well, Archie confronts Jughead at school about the article. Uh, there's a really, I think, actually a really interesting moment where Jughead uh, asks if Archie's going to go beat up whoever wrote yes. it. Yes. And... Archie, Archie's brain says, you're goddamn right. And then his mouth says, of course not. Yeah. And I love the way Cole does his reaction to that. Like, he's just like... Oh. Archie just Archie just revealed a bit of himself yes. to Jughead that for the first time. Like, like, like but he, he does, caught some interiority he didn't like. But he does often beat up people. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, this is something he was going to do. But yeah. it's just like that he wouldn't... Just tell Jughead you're goddamn right. True. Because they're not friends. <laughs> they're not. I mean, this episode they are. They, that's true. They work together. Because Betty's Arch, not Archie's there. like, listen, Betty's not in town. So like, can we actually talk for Yeah, once? I, I need a friend. <laughs> and Jughead's like, well, I'll treat you normally since Betty's not in town. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a town hall meeting for everyone to respond to the article. And so uh, Jughead attends where he hears the thoughts of everyone in town. Archie wants to know who wrote it. And Percival Pickens said he did it. He has ideas, though, about how to fix the town. Good, good. He just got here. Like but... Sketch Alley. You remember Sketch Alley? It's probably out behind stage two or whatever. He wants to bust all the homeless people out of town. Why are we paying these background actors to be here? <laughs> we could afford way better stuff if we didn't bring them in in this set all the time. Archie disagrees. Those background actors are part of the crew for the show. They should be here every day. Uh, no matter whether they they're filmed or know, not. They need to know we care. But does, Ar does Archie have a solution for Sketch Alley? No. Well, kind of, eventually. Yeah, Archie, can you solve homelessness? Because my solution is move the homeless people. Make them and homeless everyone else loves it. Elsewhere. Ugh, I hate thus, that. I hate him. the battle for Riverdale's soul. I absolutely hate Percival Pickens, but I love him as a villain. Mm. I think he's a great addition. It's crazy. It's almost like Hiram should have been this shit. He kind of was. Yeah, but Hiram's like, here's my solution to homeless people. We fight them. <laughs> Hiram was the weirdest person. R.I.P. R.I.P. But he was also like, you know, an awful capitalist who only cared about well, himself. He was, he was so much a crime guy, though, that yes, he, he, he couldn't be this guy. 
That's true. <clears throat> this guy's like about because Hiram was supporters. always so bullshit. He's like, I'm gonna be mayor of the town, and then no one will stop me from digging up Palladio. <laughs> Right. His end Finally. Game, his endgame was like... <laughs> Nothing else matters except that sweet, sweet palladium. <laughs> it's been 10 years, Iram. You could have just started digging. Well, Jughead goes to Archie and he agrees. He hates the homelessness problem. They need to... <laughs> <laughs> so you paused for a second. I did. I did. That was... um. I, I thought, shit, I thought, it'll be funny. Let me do the bit from Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, and then as I was doing I was like, Joss Whedon wrote that, and I, and I rushed it. I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen it. Oh. And now I never will. Hmm. Because you ruined it. The whole plot <laughs> with that one joke. Yikes. Jughead has an idea about the homelessness problem. Uh, they can build micro-homes, which is this thing that, uh, that I know is happening around LA small, and beyond, where they build homes. like these little one-room homes for homeless people and they put them all together and now they have homes and what's fun what's really fun about these homes is that they're functionally prison cells you think are they they're all in a row they're wow. one room each you get a shower that's the nice part yeah i mean it's true it's interesting you do you should talk to the people of sketch alley not a single person speaks to a homeless person about what they person. think could solve their problem not a single person asks them what they need not a single person I I feel like this is a better solution than the other thing. So therefore, I'm like, it's good more, for them. It's, it is more humane than bussing them out. Exactly. And 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 I can support that. Yes. I think the heart is in the right place. Probably neither of these are good solutions. One of them does end with Kevin getting a hammer to the face. But that's not really the fault of the plan. So... That's more the fault of the mind. We'll, we'll get there in demon. a second. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll get there. Uh, Alice tells Percival she's not taking a position until Archie makes his case, but uh, he says she should be more invested in making Riverdale a safer place after what happened to Polly. And she's like, "Who's Polly?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Polly. Uh, Archie presents his blueprints to uh, the town meeting. He's like, "The labor will be free." And Alice says, "How much of the house is cost?" And oh, he says, buddy. He says, "The labor will be free." <laughs> Most of the money. But the 30 yes. houses will cost about twenty to 25000 per house. That say, is... But we'd have to raise taxes. And then Jughead um, hears every person's brain go, I hate taxes. How, how much could taxes possibly be raised? I just, I'm so over the taxes thing. Yeah, please. I, you know what's funny <laughs> is that if, if a year ago or so, uh, Archie were presenting the same plan and dating Veronica at the time, Veronica would have been like, and I will pay for the houses. No question that. I love Archie Kins and all of his ideas. That's true. Nothing. But now that they're not dating, she's like, all right, good luck with that one. <laughs> That's so true. Does she have money? Did she ever get in trouble for murdering her husband? <laughs> does she feel like Only any among the, the broker way? community. <laughs> yeah, does she feel any way about that? Did she make money off his death? I guess you don't get... Did they get divorced? I before? don't know. I don't know. Doesn't Archie have two hunks of palladium he could sell? Yes. But he is allergic. <laughs> right. So... This would solve that problem too. They would be gone. Right. That's so true. And he would have money, which only makes him more powerful. <laughs> right. Interesting. They forgot about the palladium. Oh boy. What if you just threw it really They have far? like a lot of palladium too. 
Yeah, he's like, wow, strange random contractor I hired off of Yelp. No, but like, what happened? They stole a lot of palladium from Hiram, and I don't, they're oh, like under yes. all of his houses, and I don't know where it all is right. now. Hey, I forgot about that palladium. I was thinking of the palladium that the trash bag killer found. And they, there's a mine where there's more. Right. Huh. Also, almost like Abigail. How do you feel about the homeless? I'm genuinely curious. I don't think she has opinions. Well, I would love to know if she did, because she has a lot of money. Mm. Does she have a lot of money? I don't know. She lives in a big house. Yeah. Cheryl That's... seems rich. Yeah, it's Cheryl unclear seems... because she has never once done anything about her maple business. I think <laughs> that there's actually a really funny character in the actual day-to-day manager of the maple syrup business. Oh, yeah. Whose life works out fine, so long as... <laughs> He never has to talk to the owners of the business. He's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when they come to town, it's like the Adams family visiting the normal place. That's amazing. I hope so. I hope he's thriving or she's thriving. You know, <laughs> putting maple syrup on every diner table in the tri-state area. Oh, which uh, which factory do you work in? The uh, Tim Burton-esque maple syrup <laughs> factory. That's mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So many redheads. Also, half of them got murdered by Cheryl and uh, Tony. Remember? That was like a thing. Cheryl and Tony murdered that uncle because... Oh, right. They did murder multiple family members. And then pretend to Well, serve. yeah. And then Cheryl killed all of the poisons as well. Oh, yeah. The pretty poisons. Yeah. They're R. all R. dead now. They yeah. don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when there was two gangs? There's so many gangs, actually. Wasn't there like... There was the serpents, the pretty poisons, and wasn't there like a third... The ghoulies? The ghoulies never... And the... Poisons never existed at the same time. Wasn't there a fourth gang? The gargoyles. There's like the yes, the gargoyles. Which were just the ghoulies. Then why would they do that? Because they were aligned with the gargoyle gang. I don't know what that means, John. Who, I don't know what any of that means. Who was chick with red hair in a costume? Yeah. And drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Checks out to me. Season three. Maybe it wasn't the best season. <laughs> okay. So Archie meets with Percival. Uh, he is English, but when asked if he's... Been, From England? Yeah, he's like, I've been here and there. Maybe. He's like, I feel like I'm something out of a Grant Morrison comic, but what are you going to do? Or no, a Neil Gaiman comic. <laughs> oh. He feels like a Sandman character. Is that a is that an American Gods reference? No, uh, Sandman is not American Gods. Uh, it is similar in vibe but it's a uh, comic book series set in the dc universe that oh good for him or maybe just vertigo but that's all part of the same umbrella now the point there you know what it's not doesn't matter it's gonna be a netflix series then you'll understand glad neil gaiman is getting work i was wondering oh yeah yeah. is he doing all right yeah i was wondering about that (laughs) he's you know people are finding out who he is i think he might hit big soon yeah yeah that little indie indie author Mm. Percival thinks Riverdale could be the next Marsh's Vineyard. Sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> he then tells Archie that the people of Sketch-, Sketch Alley don't want help. They want handouts, and they're bringing property values down. <sighs> but also that Archie's neighbors, they don't even want them here. And what they really want is for the poor, destitute, and smelly to go away without compromising their own comfort. I really like this line. It's a, it's a, it's a good line. That's yeah. why I wrote it down verbatim. Yeah. I think that is something that, I think there's truth to that with a lot of people. Oh, that's why I think it's, yeah. I'm not saying that I personally hold that yeah. view, but I do think that's a view think, a lot of people I hold. I think Brian's knocking on something with that line. Yes, 100%. Archie believes he'll prove him wrong, but I mean, 
these days it's hard to feel that hopeful about people. Yes. I think that's the point of Archie. Archie is supposed to feel that hopeful about people. That's why it was a little bit of a bummer when he became a fascist for like six episodes. Oh, that sucked. Yeah. Didn't that like that weird. one bit. Yeah. That was weird. He really he really came around. Wow. The army really helped him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. I would also prefer for Percival to be wrong. Yes. I hope he is wrong. He is kind of wrong. I think the the problem is that argument is always skewed on one side versus the other. I mean, like, the counter argument is like, yes, but it's the systems we choose to enforce that makes it this way. Yes. And, like, at that point, you're just like, oh, well, let's throw out all of human society. It's like... It's it's a really complicated... It's a complicated issue. And in some ways, it is it is black and white in the sense that people are people and we need to treat them humanely. And how you treat people humanely can be, I suppose, debated. Right. You know, in a in a in a society that uh, values productivity and work, when you don't have a lot of money, suddenly you don't have the wherewithal to help others. Yes. Either. And so, like, the values we choose in our society have 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 kind of forced us into this and and turned us into these people who do think this way. And homeless people have long been extremely villainized in the media. Wow, Riverdale's kind of deep. Yeah, but I also like back at your old house, I didn't feel comfortable parking my car next to the homeless encampment down the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a complicated issue because it's like I really got upset when they did like these big sweeps and it was just like everything that these people had were was gone. And it's not like, <clears throat> oh, hey, we're going to take your stuff and we're going to move it with you. It's just like we're, we're taking your stuff. Yes. And you, you know, now don't have stuff. So why, why are you staying here? Right, and it's like there are, you know, there are people who've lost medicine that way, important family contact information, stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, it is, you know, there were definitely drugs and stuff being done and sold and things like that, and that's not ideal. And, yeah, so it's a complicated issue for sure. I'm not denying. I would never want to say, oh, it's so simple, because if it was so simple, there wouldn't be all these conversation about it. But I do think we can say fuck Percival Pickens. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. Sucks. yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy sucks, and this is not the way. So Archie meets with Tabitha and Tony as two prominent businesswomen in town. No cap. <laughs> to ask them to let him place two micro homes right outside, right in their parking lot, painted to match their businesses. So I wish someone was said, we don't actually have a lot of spaces, though. We need the parking spaces. <laughs> we need the parking spaces. Also, wouldn't these homes be best served to house people as intended? He says he says they want to feel like members of the community. And, and I have to wonder, then, where are the other houses? Right. Two houses. Two neighbors will be right outside the diner. I thought that they uh, weren't and actually... And then the other 28 will be... Elsewhere? Well, in the alley? In my <laughs> mind, that these were the prototypes so they they didn't actually, like, nobody lived in them, which seemed wasteful. They gotta, someone's gotta live in them. Seemed but wasteful. what if someone lives in them and says, I don't like the paint. I hate it, can actually. I different? And then actually goes, well, you can live in a different one then. I feel like a billboard, because yeah, Stella. I, I feel like my life is being put on display and I'm not, like, a person still. Yeah, I'd rather not live in your <clears> It's just so funny yeah. how you've told me I live here, uh, but I, I, I wasn't asked a single thing about yeah. my opinion on it. I do agree, I think that is an issue. That is definitely an issue. Well, anyway, uh, Archie and his crew go to Sketch Alley where Jughead hugs Doc, who we haven't seen since Jughead was homeless for a couple episodes. I wish someone said, how'd you get a home? And he's like, well, it was just a, 
Like I wasn't really homeless. Oh my god, Jughead is the worst. <laughs> like, like I had a, I had a lot of drugs and decided to live among you guys for I think three weeks. <laughs> was it even three weeks? It also Sketch Alley is like very close. Yeah, it's like right there in town. Like it's like it's. I think it's an alley behind Archie's gym. Right. Or sometimes it feels that way. So is Archie like Jughead? What are you doing over there? <laughs> Jughead. <laughs> Yeah, check it. Are you not coming back for dinner? He's like, oh, I'm coming back for dinner. He's like, I'm filming a movie with Lana Condor. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, man. I have to watch that. Have you seen it? No, I'm kind of, I think I might watch it, though. I think I might watch it. I like it. her. I love her. She's I'm the such best. a sucker for her. And that's all I have to say. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I love it. And I want to watch it because I think it seems cute. Oh, I thought you said you had to watch it. I said I have to watch it. Was it for work or you just... No, I just want to. Okay. So I just would like to watch I it. I want to have to watch it. <laughs> I don't know. I said it weird, but I'm going to watch it. That's what I was trying to say. Great. I would enjoy to watch it. <laughs> I want to go to there. I want to go to there. They are building the homes in Sketch Alley. Doc's just so grateful. He's just thank, thank God you, you homed people, you housed people, gave me this. I actually don't even think he says anything other than... Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> oh. And Archie's like, you want to help us do it? He's like, oh, I'm working now. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is not a gift. Am I getting paid? No. <laughs> the labor's free. Oh, no one asked me about that either. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. Mm. There are a lot of problems with this plan, huh? Everyone's building the houses, having a great time. They do a version of the score that's all like Bob the Buildery. <laughs> You wrote down the Benjamin Moore paint. <laughs> I did. I did. I think that's really funny. Uh, whenever they get specific about sponsors. Yeah. But before that, everyone's building houses, having a good time. And Doc so walks over to Kevin and hits him with a hammer. And I have to admit, my first reaction was, oh my God, Kevin, what did you do? <laughs> Kevin, come on. Kevin, did you kill somebody? Imagine. Does Doc finally know the truth? <laughs> The Gargoyle King, the trash bag killer. It's all been this it's guy. It's all been you the whole time. Those bad guys were Caitlin right. Caitlin took over Doc momentarily. Yeah, this is this is the dream. Yeah, yeah. I knew I knew Kevin was the villain. But uh, Alice reports on the attack, saying that these people, these people, don't want our help. Alice is also a villain. She's hardcore this episode. Yeah. Feels like something out of like 1984 on the TV screen. I really think Alice has gone full on villain. She's got to get back with FP. Well, or she something. just like someone needs to be like, "Hey, your daughter's dead." She's like, "Right, not evil, sad, not right. evil, sad, <laughs> not evil, sad." Uh, <laughs> Kevin's in the hospital. Tony wants to back out of the White Worm House, but she's still financially in. As long as they use chime, gotta use chime. Yeah, right. You Love use... chime. Chime sound effect. Have you used that chime? I don't, use chime? I don't know what chime is. I understand. I think it's like a it's like a Venmo. Yeah. You know, you got your Venmos, you got your Cash Apps, you got your chime, you got your Zelle. So another app my dad won't download. Oh, That's for sure, all I got. for sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And but another app for podcasts oh. to to probably advertise. Cool chime. Yeah, yeah. You know, download it. Oh, and they're, they're not us, paying us. They're not paying us. They're Hold not on. paying us. Send, send us money via Chime. Please. <laughs> chime, do you want to send us money via Chime to advertise for you? Because then I will swap right on over to Should Chime. we make a Chime account so Chime can pay us in Chime dollars? They're called Chimlets. Chim- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We know that as big fans. Of course. You get Chime. Get Chime. Uh, Tabitha stays in on board for the whole deal, painting it and everything. Why? No. Oh. Why? Her boyfriend was homeless for three weeks. 
It would have been great if he had a little house that looked like the place. Actually, she's definitely going to be like, I need it to kick Jughead out. Jughead needs to <laughs> live in that. He's still living in my house, and we I, I wasn't actually prepared for that yet. Yeah, he he just kind of lives there now. They didn't really have that <laughs> nope. conversation. Now, now they are living together. Yeah. A lot of people not having conversations, including <laughs> one towards the end of this episode that will frustrate me. <laughs> okay. Percival visits the Kellers in the hospital. Tabitha thinks the Pops house is beautiful. And you know it should be because Benjamin Moore donated the paint. All the paint. How much money? They heard I was doing a good thing and gave me paint. Oh, could they do more for the town? No. No, they're not going to donate any more money. Just the paint. It would be even funny if he was like, and Benjamin Moore gave me the paint at cost. (laughs) (laughs) I paid Benjamin Moore. (laughs) And they gave me the paint. They're willing to break even on the paint. It's like they didn't spend anything. Oh, that classy, classy Benjamin Moore paint. Archie gets a call from Tabitha. The house has been vandalized and it says things like, we don't want you and not in our town. Very on the nose messaging. Yeah, yeah. I think Percival just did it himself. Yeah, not in our town. We don't want you. I gotta think of something different. We don't want you not in our town. (laughs) Jughead checks on Doc in jail, but Doc has no memory of the attack. Of the attack, he does know someone put the idea in his head. Someone British. Oh, that's There's not. There's only me. one guy in town. That's true. It's very convenient. Someone from Chicago. I mean, England. Is he not from Chicago? I think you might have made. That I might up have last made that time. up. I don't know. I might not have though. He did say he's well, from... When, uh, when he said other places, I was hoping he would say Chicago. That's what I was like. I'm from that. Yeah. Maybe Tabitha's just he's from like, Chicago. He's like, I'm from... Are you from... Eng- you're, you're English? I was like, I'm, I'm English, but I'm also from Chi-Town, baby. Yeah, yeah. Weirdo. I have a theory about him. I can't do a Percival accent because I'm too keyed in <clears throat> to the Stephen Grant access from, accent from Moon Knight now. Oh, okay. I'm not watching that. It's like a real sad English accent. Who plays Moon Knight? Oscar Isaac. Is he English? No. Is that his accent? No. Is he not moving? He's an American doing an English accent. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't think But they can do our accent? Yeah. That's how it works. Interesting. Yeah. I gatekeep. Weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gatekeep the English accent. Jughead asks Percival to come in for a rebuttal arg- article. Jughead hits him with some Gandhi. But yeah. the scene isn't about arguments. It's about how Percival starts communicating directly with Jughead through his thoughts. <laughs> Saying, are you having fun rooting around inside my brain? <gasps> Get out of my head, you piece of garbage. Ugh, Percival sucks and is a warlock? I wish I could have slapped him. <laughs> yeah, I would. You could just murder him. Jacob just stands there and stares at him, and we don't see the rest of that scene, but I have to assume Percival's like, anyway, toodaloo, and like yeah. stood up and walked away. What, what if he just left? What if he was wrong? Imagine if he was like, <laughs> are, can we finish the article? I'm, I'm here for the article. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Archie finds. Two houses now outside Pops, which is crazy because he only put one out there. So who even bought the other one? <gasps> crazy. He's there to tow them away, but Tabitha and Tony are doubling down. They're painting over the graffiti, and Tony's back on board with the white worm sign, and they promise to continue to represent. I feel like it's a bad idea to make one of the houses a gang-affiliated house, yeah. but... Right. Well, then Percival comes by and tells them they uh, won't be needing those houses. Ugh. He says he spoke to the people in Sketch Alley and got them to leave town. He got them all bus tickets and $100. Oh my god. And it's true, when they get to Sketch Alley after the sun sets, uh, uh, it's deserted. This is so sad. What happened to them? Are they okay? Yeah, they're all at a farm upstate. Oh no! A lot of land where they can really, where they can really run free. Oh man, are, are their harvest 
it's harvested organs. <laughs> is, it, is, there... <laughs> are we, are, is this another farm situation? <clears throat> oh, maybe. Everyone applauds Percival at the town meeting, and I think the real gut punch is when he says he was helped by Sheriff Keller. Makes mm. sense, logically. Uh, Still a bummer. Uh, <clears throat> and then Sheriff Keller goes, I'm pleased to announce uh, Percival is my new favorite deputy. <laughs> he's going to be look great in a police uniform. Archie thinks he's a supervillain, and Jughead agrees. And he says, we need to talk. And then they don't. <laughs> they cut to a scene that Caitlin did not see. I did not episode, see this. Where Betty comes home with sunglasses on, asking for the lights off. She tells Archie that she lost uh, she lost the TBK somewhere in Maine, I think. Sure. But she gets intense headaches from light, which she believes is a side effect of seeing auras, which she can still do, by the way. <laughs> by the way. That's the I gotta watch this scene. Then she asks if she missed anything. And, and Archie goes, well, you won't believe this, but Jughead can read minds. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> You're not showing me the conversation? Where Jughead has to prove to you that he can read minds. And you have not confirmed if you have told him right. what you can do. Why wouldn't you give me that scene? That's so much more interesting than this scene. Look, Jughead can read minds now. Anyway, Percival Pickens can control minds. They're in trouble the whole town is. And then they cut back to Percival. Another scene you I didn't, didn't see. I didn't see this. Why didn't I see this? Where he appears this? to be doing his own research on the entire cast. He's got like a murder board. He's got oh, all their so headshots. Fun. He's Love like, Jughead, read minds? Question mark? <laughs> like, question mark? Yeah, what? you proved that. You definitely know. <laughs> Can't you read minds? Can't you read him reading minds? And that's the end of the episode. So he sucks. Yeah, he's a, he's a bad guy. I don't know. I think When they played that threatening music under everything he did, we were like, I don't know. I don't know. It's sus. Real sus. Who is a citizen of the week? Percival? Um, no, I want to change. Oh, no. Citizen of the week. We can. <sighs> who's a, Yeah, who's a winner of the week? Honestly, Archie. I think. It's a good. It's a good. Yeah. I mean, he, he does not succeed. No. The, the tune that I have changed on Archie, though. Yeah, it's kind of great. I was like, Archie's the best. I have never changed my opinion on Archie. Archie's I've been pro Archie all along. Sexy Lamp is still a sexy lamp, but yeah. now he wants to help. You know what? He's not even a lamp. He's in control. Lamp's going to be He's the lamp owner. He owns a lamp? Yeah, he has a lamp. He's a light bulb inside He's the lamp. He's a major He's award. A smart, he won it. He's a smart bulb. Sure, yeah. He can change colors. He can change colors, but never really changing the colors you know <laughs> but like, not on the inside not on the inside not emotionally anyway what, what else do we do we've been trying to figure out a new like age like fine wine thing this mm. whole time mm. still taking suggestions did anyone jump the shark this week veronica's uh, whole casino plot is no, a little I tired think, i think cheryl's mind prison is like uh, one I like of the that. weakest mind prisons i've ever seen i mean I... cheryl have you considered you're in a mind prison <laughs> But that's how you get out of a mind prison, John. But she's not free either. Have what you, is her status? Have you Why ever, wasn't this from the perspective of Cheryl? What if Nana Blossom really is Cheryl? I don't know. What if <laughs> Nana Blossom's really Cheryl? Just saying. Yeah, what would that mean? I don't know. Exactly. But what if? I don't know. What if? I don't know. So. Mind prison. Or terrible? <laughs> yeah, it probably would be a little confusing. Probably but wouldn't be very good. Throwing it out there. Throwing it out there, guys. Why haven't you given us a scene yet of Abigail and Cheryl talking to each other? Because Madeline can do it. She can absolutely do it. And frankly, we need to see the difference between them. 
They're very more similar. Because they are <laughs> so similar. Too similar, some would argue. Oh, my except, God. Except one sometimes doesn't wear a shirt in front of her mom. In front of her mom. Well, yeah. her, it's not really her mom. Right. Her mind prison Yeah, mom. her mind prison mom. Mind prison mommy. I love it. It's Some kind of mental jail. <laughs> a mental jail, a mind prison. Whatever. Either or. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> wow. Stella. Stella. Stella, nothing's good at this happening over here. Come here, listen to our Riverdale theories. <laughs> Stella. Come We're here. We're in the rumor mill. Come, Come here, on. Stella. Come on. Come on. Yay. Yay. Sure. Okay, so I have, a, I have a rumor mill. Percival Pickens. Percival Pickens, rumor mill. Yes. Rumor mill time. Percival Pickens. Yes. I think he's General Pickens. I think he's. You think doing, he's immortal? I think he's doing something like Abigail's doing, where he's in in a younger body, but he's like the soul of Percival Pickens or, or uh, General Pickens, or he's an immortal being. I mean, magic is a thing now. Like this is some Vampire Diary shit, you know? I don't know. His motives are uh, obscure to me, but yes. uh, the scene where he speaks with Jughead in the reporter's office is very similar to the one where Jughead interviews the devil. Yes, that's true. But it's weird because it's like they're both magical creatures. It's not like, oh, this is just like some Hiram Lodge type <clears throat> random person coming in to ruin your town. Could this all still be the curse? I, I never Is know. he I part know. of the curse? Like Jack Nicholson in The oh, Witches of Eastwick? Yeah. If this is all the curse, Dude, maybe we are in a coma. I need them to tell Veronica because she's going to be so pissed. What do you mean you all have superpowers? <laughs> oh, the dog, yeah. too. The dog. What do you have? A casino plot. <laughs> Again, I have another. More casino plots. She... You know what would have been fun? A superpowered casino plot. What superpower would Veronica have? She, I mean, she should have controlling minds, right? Probably. If she had mind control. Yes. Yeah. Mind control, not mind reading. Right. This is still... My, what's... She, like like Poison Ivy, she would like tell you to do something and you'd do it. Yes. Okay, not like Poison Ivy. Like Kilgrave. Co- co- yes, like in Jessica Jones. Right. Co- coercion, basically. Yeah. Persuasion. Persuasion. If you had to rank the powers... That we have on this show? Yes. What would it be? Betty's is fucking useless. Thank you. She already can detect serial killers. So that's number three. Yeah. Um, uh, Jughead's kind of sucks because he can't control it. Yes, agreed. If I could turn it off and on again, mind reading would be great. But the fact that I just hear everyone's thoughts, kill me. Yeah, I, I couldn't because I read the comments. I would always yeah. be reading We, we had this. Minds. We had this conversation. Yeah. And Archie's, I guess, is the most useful. Archie's is the best because he's invulnerable. Yes. Like, it's not just super strength. It's that you he could jump off of a building and be fine. I, oh, that's so scary, but yeah. Well, you wouldn't be scared of it, though. I know, but like scary. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and like his, his weakness is, well, unless, because like we talked about how Palladium's used in a lot of technology. Right. Uh, if that if that is enough to, to negate the powers, then like you'd have to live like a mountain man out in the woods. Ooh. Well, it doesn't mean that he's super invulnerable. But it doesn't appear to be an issue for him. It needs to be like a hunk in his pocket. Second best, obviously, Bingo. Super <laughs> right. Broke all four legs, doing fine. Threw a guy out a window. Go yes. bingo. Go bingo go. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So do you have any theories? Thinking about these. Uh, I feel like I can really read the room on Veronica's. Now that now that it's like the scams have always just been like a fun thing they did. But it feels like, yes, now the stakes have been raised for her. And Geraldo is there. And she's going to fall more in line with his stuff and kick Reggie to the curb. Sure. Poor Reggie. Uh, everyone's dealing with Pickens in some way. 
Don't know what that means, but this Abigail thing. I don't think we're, we're anywhere near Cheryl having control yet. Okay. Which is why I think it's weird that Cheryl is quote unquote free yeah. at this point. But like, I do like the idea of a Cheryl that can be in everyone's dreams. Do Ooh, that. Have fun with that. That's cool. That would be cool. But like, I think, I think the most fun thing to do at this point is to start dipping everyone in each other's waters. Yes. Because they're, they've already got a mind control guy messing up a Veronica casino plot, which is not something she's used to. I and did I want like that. her to become more aware of the superpower stuff, and I want everyone to become more aware of the Abigail stuff, and just be like, what is happening here? Yeah. Well, I think that Riverdale is strongest when there is a cohesive plot line. It doesn't mean everybody is all together solving the same thing. No, but I do like when they're all in the same room together. Yes, I do too. But it's nice when it's like, oh, okay, the Gargoyle King we're going to go free Betty and they're doing, or free Cheryl or whatever it is. And they're all doing that. And then the, you know, one person's at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and trying say, to do yeah. that. I would be shocked if uh, any of the homeless people come back. I think this is the last we're ever going to see of yeah. any of them. And I love that Doc. set and that location. And I won't miss Sketch Alley. I, I've just, I've never found it that interesting of a place to go. Sure. And they've, they clearly, um, haven't been all that interested in telling stories about homeless people. I did like I did like Doc. Everything Doc did, I enjoyed. I think that actor's really killing he's it. He's really good. He's doing yes. a good job. And who knows? Maybe he's still around because he's in jail. Oh yeah, I would like that. I would like great. them. Tyler that comes home, it's like, hey, this guy lives here now too. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I could not possibly live alone with you. <laughs> that dynamic. Oh my gosh. Uh, Do you think Benny and Jack are gonna get back together? No. Never. No, I think uh, she and Archie feel really comfortable at this point. Interesting. It was really weird. Like, Rivervale showed us the worst version of them. Yes. But this version of them, it's not even like, we're having sex every minute. They're just like, happy together and comfortable and stuff. Yeah. Also, it feels like the show is like, so done with, with, uh, with, with romance arcs. Yeah. It's like everyone's in a couple. It's fine. Yeah. Except for Veronica. She's going to cheat on Reggie. Probably. But then being in a romance with, with Zig from Degrassi. So. Great. Yeah. yeah. It'll be so great when she calls him Zig from Degrassi. It's going to be weird, but it's <laughs> going to be exciting for me. I know. I I don't know if this is just really pathetic, but I just loved Betty and Jughead together so much. And I don't mean to be like controversial on the podcast, you know, and say anything that's going to get me upset with the viewers, but... I don't know. I kind of miss it. I don't hate Barchi or anything like that. I just, I'm like, I just thought they had good chemistry and I liked it and I miss it a sure, little bit. Sure, they had, good, they had good chemistry. They were dating in real life. I know. You I don't miss that. that. I don't miss that. And I don't want them to do anything that makes them upset filming. Uh-huh. You know, but I'm like, I kind of did like Betty and Jughead. Right. You can watch those episodes anytime. I, I know. I can. You're right. I can go back. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird to me. I'm like, I really thought they were endgame. Sad. Anyway. Well, you know, we're in phase four now. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We've gone past the endgame. I have a question. Do you think one of these characters, if season seven is the end, do you think any of the main four are going to die? I was just expressing how shocked I was that we're not, that we haven't lost any of the original cast members yet. Yeah. Because I feel like a it. lot of similar shows like this are on like their, almost like their second full set of cast members. Well, to be fair. By this season. We lost Josie. She's the only person we lost, technically. We didn't, she's not They dead. gave her up. They did. You're right. You're right. 
Um, to be fair, she but like if Katie Keene succeeded, that would have been great. I'm thinking of something like uh, I, I know it's English, so it's not the best example. Mm-hmm. But the English version of Being Humans by season four is literally an entirely different cast. Really? Yeah. Well, they're also dead already. I thought, kind of, right? Well, like eat, everyone kind of passes on in their own way. Yeah. The vampire dies, then the werewolf goes, and then the ghost passes on. Sad. And then they have a new werewolf, ghost, and vampire for like the next season or so. That's cute, though. That makes sense. I mean, you could easily reboot Riverdale and do something new. Um, well, you could. I mean, you, you'd be completely divorced from the Archie comics hook by that point. Well, I guess... you wouldn't be using characters from them anymore. I guess what I'm trying to say is you could technically reboot Riverdale. New actor playing Archie. New actress playing Betty. Oh, start over what like yeah you could do it hold on huh yeah immediately i mean yeah no you could you can't sure you could no that's you could do anything i hate that so much you could do anything i don't understand where you're going with this well i'm just saying like if they wanted to press reset why would they do it's that? like batman you're saying that they could just go season seven of Riverdale. Just kidding. It's an entirely new cast of Riverdale. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I guess I'm just saying more like in the future, because it's a comic book. Right. There are so many stories to tell. You don't have to continue the story. You can press reset. Right. You could just do it again. Right. But it could be titled Archie this time. It could be titled anything. Yeah. It could be titled. Okay. Accurate. You can. Anything can be anything. Anything can be anything. What is your point? I don't really remember. Uh, I do think it is weird. That none of that Veronica, Archie, Jughead, and Betty are still on the show, and that nobody has died. Yeah, I think that's wild. Yeah, because we we've for years been like, and Cole can't wait to get out. Yeah, and I just read an interview recently where he's like, I can't wait to get out. He's like chain smoking. And <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I can't wait to get out. He's like, we all kind of hated that. <laughs> well, I, I can't believe they signed on for a seventh season. I think they were contractually. Oh, I figured this was like this was a contract renegotiation season. I thought it was too, but. Maybe they just want to make like a lot more money one more year. I well, I thought it was through season six, but I now I'm reading. I was reading it was through season seven. Their contracts, okay, which is a long contract. <laughs> like, was it like a six year contract they signed back I in season so, one? Yeah, hmm. well played CW, but geez, yeah, I'm sure they're making a lot more money. That's probably the only reason there is another season then, because like the the networks like we already got them locked down. Yeah, I think honestly that it might not be a super long season. That's my theory. I'm, but, I'm crossing my fingers. I can only hope. Well, like, <laughs> a tight season seven would be really nice. Well, what I'm hoping, because we've already used five episodes from this season, however long the season might end up being. That... I heard 22. Oh, that's too much. Um... <laughs> wow, John. Do you not want to spend 22 hours I was hoping, it was, I was hoping it was 20. So that I can be like a 15 episode arc. Like that's yeah. actually pretty tight for them. 17, a little bit more slump room. Um, but I hope... Because I think this show's better with less episodes. I agree. I mean, season one was the shortest, right? Yeah. Ten episodes? Thirteen. I mean, I think every show should be 13 episodes. Every show like this would benefit from being 13 episodes. What, like network TV shows? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think This Is Us is pretty close to that. No, it's closer to 20. 22. Really? 22 is standard. Interesting. Uh, I, thought, I think This Is Us For network TV for a long time. And, you know, I genuinely liked it for most of my life growing up because it was like... They, you spent a year with them. Right. Because there were so That's many. That's true. 
Now that being said, now that I work on a show that does 20 to 24 episodes I would a year, like a vacation. <laughs> um, um, it's too much, and it sucks. It's also the best year-round employment in TV. Well, I think that the reason why a show like Nickus works is obviously because of the procedural element. Yes, and, so... and at this point, you know, sunk cost, our audience is so in that, like, nothing could shake them off of... Uh, off of NCIS. NCIS. Like, it's yeah. the same viewers every single week. Yeah. And, like, why? You know, oh, they finally built to, like, their epic 20th season next year. It's, it's the same all the time. Well, having a job is nice. <laughs> That's good. You know. Oh, yeah, no. I, it's a great that all those guys have jobs. It's just crazy. Gibbs left the show and the, nothing oh, changed. Oh, yeah. When did he do that? Four episodes into the season. Wow. He... They solved a crime in Alaska. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to stay. And they're like, now? Okay. I'm like, okay, bye. That's and weird. so like, he, technically the character is alive and could come back, but functionally he is in heaven. F- heaven? He's in his heaven. Oh. Alaska? Off the grid? Interesting. Building boats by hand? I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything Catching about fish? this character. So. Not thinking about his dead wife and daughter? Do they die early on? They are dead before the show starts. And he then, they're dead like a decade before the show starts. And then he continues to mourn them for the entirety of the series. I mean, I get it. That's very upsetting, obviously. But that's like 30 years. Yeah. That's 30 years to have a character (laughs) emotional development. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's terrible. But how do they die? I think it's a car crash. Oh my God. Gibbs. Suddenly I'm very invested in this show and character. Yeah, if you want to watch the uh, backdoor pilots of NCIS, the JAG backdoor pilot episodes, they are uh, not streaming anywhere. Oh, okay. So you can't, can't find them. No, they don't okay. exist. Well, thanks, John. Yeah. Imagine if I just got really into NCIS. Can you? I, I can. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, this show, I discovered it. And then you start texting me about stuff and I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, what is going on? Okay. Yeah. What are you watching? NCIS? Well, <laughs> I know what I'm starting. What? Oh, I'm watching. This is what I'm watching. I'm watching The Girl from Plainville on Hulu. Uh, do you know anything about it? I keep seeing images of it, and I'm like, this disturbs me that Elle Fanning looks like that girl whose name I can't remember. One time I got my hair cut, and my sister told me that I looked like Michelle Carter. After she cuts her hair, there's a, it, she cuts her hair at one point. I, I did feel bad about that at the time. That was mean. Not that Michelle Carter's not pretty, but... I, you know, she did kill her boyfriend with the text message. Oh, she's the one who convinced him to kill himself with the text yeah, message? Yeah, I mean, it's really, I think the show, at first I was like, okay, this show's like kind of boring. Honestly, that was like my initial reaction. Yeah. But I now that they're really going into the mental health of the characters, um, I'm a lot more interested in it and a lot more invested because, look, obviously what Michelle did was basically text her boyfriend you know, trying to convince him and succeeding in convincing him to basically kill himself via like gas exhaustion in his car. It's a horrible, it's a horrible uh-huh. story. It's a terrible story. And I feel so bad for, I feel so bad for the family. I really do. And I do wonder Are how- Are they producers on the show? I don't think so. Fuck. I am not sure. Not great. I do wonder how they feel about the show, but I will say it is a really interesting look at mental health on both sides on the side of the boy who died by suicide and also on the side of michelle carter who also had her own mental health issues so stella what are you doing and it's very sad all around um she was obsessed with glee 
Oh. And so there's a lot of... Yeah, that is sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I was obsessed with Glee. We've there, all been there. There's a lot of... There's a lot of Glee stuff. Like, they reenact the Glee scene. Huh. It's pretty cool. It's, it's a really good show, but um, really upsetting, really sad. Trigger warning for anybody. Lots of, obviously, things about suicide, mental health, eating disorders, et cetera, et cetera. So, so that's my light and fun cool. thing to talk about. Yes. For me... I found out that there is a 4K restoration director's cut of Star Trek the Motion Picture on oh. Paramount Plus. What is that? So Star Trek the Chris Motion Pine? Picture stars William Shatner. Oh, okay. It this is different than my thing. In 1979. Okay. It is the only Star Trek made in the 70s. So, what about the other Star Treks? So, Star Trek, the TV series, is in the 60s, and it what? ends. I okay. guess there might there was an animated series that might have been the 70s. Okay. Uh, and uh, Next Gen is the 80s. Oh, the rest okay. of the movies are all in the 80s. Okay. And then... 1979, they are... Uh, the, the show has suddenly... They've realized that it's popular. Okay. It has, like, home video or whatever. It's... No, not home video. That's later in time. Syndication. Show gets huge. Fan conventions, Hollywood's like, oh, we can make money off them. Then Star Wars happens, and they're like, okay, we can make money. Okay, yeah. We were talking about doing a new Star Trek TV show, but we actually think the move is Star Trek movie, and we're gonna make it our most important project. So it is the it is like record setting budget wise. It is the highest budget Star Trek movie made, and its plot is that there's a uh, mysterious cloud in space. Okay. And if you shoot at it, it disintegrates you. And oh. it's coming at Earth. And Kirk, an admiral, comes up, takes the uh, takes the new Enterprise and flies out to meet it. Why? The thing is, why? Yeah. To discover new worlds and civilizations. I thought it disintegrates you. Well, that's the thing. He's like, what if we don't shoot at it, though? What if we just go right in? And that inside they risky. find And inside they find, like, this giant space vessel. Like, the miniatures work in this movie is insane. They're there because they first they have Kirk and 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 Scotty fly by the new Enterprise and it's very boring. It's like a five minute scene of like, look at this model of the Enterprise, isn't Ooh, it nice? Yeah. Wow, this movie's very slow, kind of boring, not very dramatic. You love it. The design in it, because then you get okay. the 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 Enterprise thing flies in the cloud, and then you see it juxtaposed against this massive production design epic ship mm. that it then slowly flies down the entire time. And then they go inside, and 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 Spock like gets out and flies into the next thing, and there's like a universe inside of it, That's and then they cool. fly through that, and they find like what this thing really is, which is it's I mean spoiler alert for a movie from 1979. Yeah, please. It's the uh, Voyager one space probe from Earth that went out, found some alien robot civilization that they were like, "You're injured, let's fix you." Okay. Then they made this, and it's like cool, going home, and <laughs> like flew back. So wait, the Voyager is that a Star Wars thing? No, no. The the Voyager is from our own American history with space. We sent a no probe idea. into deep space. Voyager one and Voyager two. No idea what that was. Oh, never okay. heard of that. Cool. They have like these golden discs with like a lot of Amer of uh, no, not American, like human history and math, and like it's supposed to be us saying hello to alien life. If they Wait, we did that. We yeah. did that. We yeah, were... we've sent multiple deep space probes out. Really? Mm -hmm. So we're like aliens. They could be Yo, real. What's up? Wow. We got the Beatles on this for you. I never knew that. Yeah, they put the Beatles on they it? They did put the Beatles on it. 
Wow. What else did they put on it? Um, Why have I never heard about this in my life? I'm going to put this up. What if they put Riverdale on it? <laughs> Imagine this one. Have you ever seen Galaxy Quest? Where they... <laughs> yeah, they, of course. It's the best it's, Star Trek movie. It's the best. Where they... like. And they assume that, like, the Star Trek-like show is, like, a documentary. What if we did that, but it was Riverdale, and they assumed it was, like, a documentary? (laughs) Just saying. The Golden Record. Pioneers 10 and 11, which preceded Voyager, both carried small metal plaques identifying their time and place of origin for the benefit of any other spacefarers that might find them in the distant future. With this example before them, NASA placed a more ambitious message aboard Voyager 1 and 2, a kind of time capsule intended to communicate a story of our world to extraterrestrials. The Voyager message is carried by a phonograph record. A 12-inch gold-plated copper disc contains sounds and images selected to portray the diversity of life and culture on Earth. And there's a picture. It's got like these like weird like zigzags and stuff, and like that looks like a constellation map kind of thing that they're trying to tell. Like we're trying to say hi to aliens. And what's on the record? The contents of the record were selected by NASA by a committee chaired by Carl Sagan of Cornell University. Have you heard of Carl Sagan? Yes, I have. Right. Dr. Sagan and his associates to some. I'm like, I'm like looking down Where? the bridge of glasses at you. <laughs> like Chuck had... Schumer. Have you heard of a... <laughs> Dr. Sagan and his associates assembled 115 images and a variety of natural sounds, such as those made by surf, wind, and thunder, birds, whales, and other animals. Huh. To this, they added musical selections from different cultures and eras and spoken greetings from Earth people in 55 languages and presented messages from President Carter and UN hmm. Secretary General Waldheim. So how are the aliens going to know how to play the record? Oh, I mean, it's records. Records are actually super simple, technologically speaking. But the sound is carved into the vinyl. Okay. And like you, you, it, it doesn't degrade over time like even our digital audio does, or tapes, or CDs. Cool. You you stick the the needle in there, it vibrates, and it goes through the the little speaker like a phonograph, whatever, uh, and you could hear it. I think aliens could figure it out if they can go to space. That's fair, actually. Yeah. Learning so much. I didn't think that we were like super interested in aliens. That's exciting. Not you, but like collectively. Huh. This doesn't confirm if the Beatles are on it, but I'm. I'm gonna trust you. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I'm gonna say the Beatles are on it. Yeah. 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 So was the movie yesterday actually? Another. Yes, the movie yesterday is on. Yeah. They're sending a new one out there, and that's a right DLC. Add this to the yeah. Amazing. It's a patch. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Speaking of patch. The this is a new restoration of Star Trek and I'm very excited about it. I couldn't finish it before I went to work, but it's just like what's cool about the movie is the effects, and now the effects look better. That's really cool. And now everything everything just looks better, and it's a movie for looking like it's 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 a great movie. If you're having if you're like one of those people who's like, oh I I love one of those bars that just like plays a movie on the TV with no audio. This is the movie for that. Oh I see. I was like bars. Then I realized you meant like a bar, like with drinks. It's like it's like a back. It's it's like a nice like. It's a movie that you can follow without having to actually hear any dialogue in it, and so it kind of like works as like a bar fly and like. But it's like really good. It's really good to look at. It's like a lot. It's like an art piece kind of thing. The burning log kind of. Like they just put so much into it. That's cool. I mean, I like miniature stuff. And everyone's wearing the weirdest outfits. The costume this never pulls off in any of the other ones. (laughs) Everyone's in like a onesie, right? Yeah. No top bottom layer. All one thing. That doesn't seem convenient. Right. It's not. You see every man's junk in that in that outfit. That's space. <laughs> Except for Kirk, who has a little flap. Yeah. He's the captain. Because <laughs> he's the admiral. Oh, it's different than captain. Mm-hmm. Is that bigger than captain? Yes. It means okay. you command captains. 
Oh, okay. Captain I, has one ship. Admiral has many ships. I learn more every day, John. You're doing so great. I really am. God. I'm constantly winning. I know. Where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at RileyTweets, R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets, or you can find us on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. What about you? Anywhere? Uh, you can find my name credited on select episodes of NCIS. Okay. Do you want to say the Instagram next time? Sure. Cool. Just care. so you have something to yeah, do. That's fine. Cool. Well, guys, this has been fun. Over and out, River Vixens.